When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Say you bought a new treadmill, maybe during the pandemic when gyms were closed, and you got a fancy one that connects to the internet. Then a few months later, you can't run on that treadmill because the company that makes it says you now need to pay for a membership to keep using your machine. But you're thinking, hey, I bought this treadmill. Well, when you buy or use any product that's connected to the internet, you don't necessarily have full control. Companies that make these products, phones, home security cameras, smart speakers, they can access these products and if they want, change how they work. That's happening to some Peloton users right now, and they are not happy about it. Here to explain is Recode's Sarah Morrison. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Adam. So what's going on with Peloton? So a few months ago, Peloton acknowledged that a child was pulled under one of their Tread Plus treadmills and, and killed. And then last month, there were more reports of injuries that came out, so they ended up recalling the treadmill. So they stopped selling it. They let people return theirs for a full refund. And now we find out if you don't return your device, you will have to pay for a $39 monthly membership or else you can't use it at all. Most people presumably got the membership because that gives you pretty much full access to the machine, like all the classes on the screen, the app, various metrics. But you could use a just run function and not have to pay for it at all. That is no longer available. They're giving everybody three months free. And then after that, you're on the hook for, you know, a $39 monthly membership for a $4,300 machine. And this was the best solution Peloton could think up? The treadmills already come with a safety key that has to be inserted to use the treadmill. And, you know, people can remove it, store it in a safe place, and they're actually urged to do that. So it's not like there wasn't a way to prevent unauthorized use already. But Peloton wants to add another mandatory safety feature with something called Treadlock. And that would take like the human element of forgetting to remove the safety key out of the equation. You know, it's there no matter what. And they say, you know, the only way to put Treadlock on all the machines is if you have a membership. You know, they're trying to make it uh, a free feature too, but they don't have a timeline on how long that might take. And in the meantime, you have your $39 monthly membership. Uh, So what we seem to have here is a solution that works out well for Peloton, but may not even solve all the problems because some of these injuries happened when the machine wasn't used by an adult, not because a kid was able to sneak into a room and you know turn it on because somebody forgot to or didn't want to remove the safety key. So treadlock and safety keys wouldn't have prevented those injuries anyway. So, you know, it kind of seems like a solution that's best for Peloton. And uh, I'm not convinced it's best for the customers. It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like you have to pay 40 bucks a month for a membership that you may or may not want just to use your treadmill. And even then, the treadmill might be dangerous. Well, I'm not going to speak to whether or not it's dangerous or not, but I'm just saying, yes, some of the injuries happened while the machine was being used. So why is Peloton doing this membership thing instead of fully recalling their treadmills? I know that you said there was a technical limitation that required them to do the pin lock through the membership, but why not just you know redesign these things? I'm not exactly sure if they can just 
force people to return the machines by basically breaking them entirely. I'm not yet sure if that's possible with the technology. I mean, clearly they do have some control to brick them for people who don't pay. So uh, obviously there is some ability to do something here. I mean, if we want to be very cynical about it, there's 125,000 of these treadmills out there. If all of them are returned, Peloton loses a lot of money. Uh, but if some people can keep those machines and then have to pay $39 a month to use them, Peloton does not lose as much money. And while the machines themselves are you know, very expensive, it's actually the memberships that are attractive to Peloton and its investors because those are a continuous source of revenue. A one-time purchase of machine, even a large purchase, is not. So again, being very cynical here, encouraging or forcing customers to subscribe to those memberships one way or another is going to give Peloton what it wants from those customers. I've actually used this treadmill. It is a nice treadmill, but something that really startled me was that it has this giant touchscreen that's basically a big Android tablet, but you can install apps on it. You can't watch Netflix. You can only look at Peloton content and you have to pay for it. Right, well, that's the appeal of them. Yeah, that's, <laughs> they really do want you to subscribe to, to it. That is their, I think their business model. And especially after everybody who's bought a device has bought the device, this is the thing where they keep pulling money in. It seems aggressive, but these subscription-based services are becoming more common. People must like them because they keep signing up for them. But zooming out, this idea that Peloton can, you know, completely prevent a person from using their equipment if it wants to, what does that say about the bigger picture of where we're headed with consumer electronics and gadgets? This is a unique example with pretty unique circumstances, but it does, you know, speak to a broader issue, which is in a lot of ways, we're in a subscription and a connected economy. And when everything is connected to the internet and relies on being connected to fully function, a lot of times we're actually paying for access to these things and not the things themselves. There's no physical objects sometimes to even pay for things. And then we have to continue to pay to access them or upgrade them. We see this with Apple products. You know, Apple's made it harder and harder for anybody but Apple to repair them. In the case of their mobile devices, you only get your apps through the App Store. And if you have iTunes or uh, Apple Music now and you know you buy a song or a video or a book, you haven't actually purchased that. You've purchased the right to access it on that platform. And we've even seen stories where that right is taken away or you lose access to your account, you lose access to that stuff. A recent example I cited in the article is those Pebble smartwatches. You know, you bought a watch, but you could only use it as long as, you know, the Pebble company existed to support the device. And then when Pebble was bought out by Fitbit, that support largely ended. So this device you bought became, you know, pretty much useless. Companies are really pushing subscription models because, you know, they're a continuous source of revenue. You know, Microsoft and Adobe both would rather you bought subscriptions to their programs rather than the programs themselves. If you've tried to buy Microsoft Office, you might have noticed this. I have. And it's true of free software too. Like you mentioned iPhones. If I really liked iOS 7 and I, I want my phone to, to run that software, that's the software that comes with the phone. At a certain point, I can't do that anymore because as Apple comes out with new operating systems, it retires the old ones and it retires devices too. Like if you have an iPhone 4, you can't get it fixed anymore. It will stop getting software updates and it'll just stop working. Yeah, I have an iPad from like 2012 that I'm still able to put like books from the library on. And that is about it because I can't upgrade it to any new software updates or anything anymore. So what do we as 
cautious consumers do? Is there a way for us to purchase products like these without the fear that they'll essentially eventually be taken away? Well, I mean, you can always buy like a book instead of the rights to the book, which is what we used to do. But people find these things more convenient and they're popular for a reason. You know, I think a situation like this where your access is removed or fundamentally changed, you know, that's pretty rare. Um, And we still don't know if Peloton will be able to come out with that fix before that free membership ends. Most of these companies, or if not all of them, their terms of service, you know, make their rights pretty clear and give you little recourse. So I think you just want to keep in mind when you buy something, especially when it's a significant investment like a $4,300 treadmill, you know, keep in mind if and how access to it is controlled by somebody else. And, you know, if that control is a deal you're willing to make because you want that product enough and keep in mind that it can be changed. You know, people seem to love their Pelotons, a lot of them, and they love the $39 a month classes and memberships that they have to get that come with them. So the question now, I guess, is how much longer exercise machines that, you know, aren't connected and don't come with mandatory monthly memberships will still exist or if we'll soon be subscribing to everything and and own nothing. Yeah. In the case of a Peloton, maybe try the sidewalk or (laughs) go go for Nordic Track. That that company is well-established and they sell stuff. They sell treadmills. Yeah. Until Nordic Track decides that you have to pay for monthly membership for theirs too. Who knows? Right. Well, the the other solution here is just don't connect your thing to the internet. But I don't even think that's possible with, with the Peloton. It's, it's sort of like the don't update your software thing because you might not like the new feature, but eventually that just breaks it too. So I guess we're, we're all just screwed. Yeah, that's the thing. If your device is connected to the internet, then you have to consider what will happen if your access is removed. And if the function of your device depends on that you know, connection, I guess I would just say weigh that as you know, in the pros and cons of how much you really want it. Sarah, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. You can check out the show notes for links to Sarah's articles and other stories from Recode. And let us know what you want to learn about. Email us at recodedaily at recode.net with your questions, suggestions, and gadget recommendations. I'm Adam Clark Estes, and this is Recode Daily. This episode was produced by Sophie Lalonde with editing help from Taylor Bacon and engineered by Melissa Pones from Hemlock Creek Productions.